Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It is Room 104 with Talent Nation, Ireland's premium talent directory. Every talent, every occasion. See talentnation.ie. Still to come on the show, you will be hearing from somebody who does organise cuddle parties in Dublin. You can head along to their one this month. All the details about what exactly it is, why you might want to go, what you might benefit from going to, you know, a place where all you do is cuddle strangers. Next on the line for us now is somebody who knows, eh, I suppose, a lot about music in your personality. He's a musician, he's a psychologist, he's a researcher. Dr. David Greenberg, you're very welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm well, thanks for having me on. How are you? So, I suppose you've many strings to your bow, we could say, for using musical puns here, but what areas of psychology and music do you study? So, I look at all the ways in which people's psychological traits help to understand how they behave musically. Um, so understand things like how people's personality traits may inform the types of music that they listen to and um, the way somebody may be uh, playing music. I mean, that's that's kind of, that's really, really interesting, right? So can you give us maybe a couple of examples of different types of personality and how they map to different uh, musical preferences? Sure. So we've been doing these studies for well over about um, 10 years, and we've been trying to create a blueprint to understand why people listen to the music that they do, because what we've basically uncovered is that it's really not random, that there's a lot of different biological and environmental causes for what makes somebody's um, playlist, what, why somebody likes the music that they do. And so I, I can give an example. It was really interesting. This past weekend, I was at a jazz festival in New York, um, but I also was um, at a uh, 80s uh, hip-hop concert, and the <laughs> audiences there couldn't be more different. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, it was kind of a confirmation of the things that we've been studying, which is that uh, you have people who are really high on a personality trait called openness to experience, meaning that you have a wide uh, range of interests, you're always wanting new and adventurous things, and people who are high on this, trait called openness tend to really like jazz music and because jazz is always changing it's unpredictable um from one moment to the next and this kind of feeds the psyche of someone who has is high on openness um and two you could notice that the people at the jazz concert that i was at were all dressed in kind of different types of clothes uh, kind of very creative and innovative type of styles 
and they're really um, the reactions are very um, much to the different types of creativeness of the musicians. Um, and this is kind of in contrast to uh, the concert where it was more um, hip-hop in the 80s where it was a certain demographic where there was people who were really high in empathy um, who are really agreeable. And, you know, for example, if they had to go through the aisle of the seats or had to pass by you, they would say, oh, please, I'm sorry, excuse me. And this is something that we found in research is that people who are really high on uh, a trait called empathy, which is when if you're able to understand and predict the emotions of other people, you tend to like music that is more social, um, which is definitely in terms of um, the 80s form of like hip hop and um, even the, those earlier forms. Uh, so high empathizers prefer music that um, is more social, is more um, relational, more sensual, more interactive um, uh, as well. So so it was interesting um, uh, to be able to see that uh, in, in yeah. you know in, in the wild this weekend. That is mad. I mean, because are you basing these off? I know there's the the big is it the big five personality traits. So there's openness. Is it empathy, agreeableness, and the other two are, what is it, is it neuroticism and something else? Yeah, you're, you're, you're almost right on point. So the easy way to remember this is through um, the acronym OCEAN. And so you're right, one model, this is called the Big Five model, and it's openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Um, and so we could understand from these five traits, we could predict with relatively um, good accuracy what types of music someone would like. We uh, had one study that came out about a year, year and a half ago, where we were using some, some machine learning methods. And basically, we were able to predict someone's musical preferences. We were actually, sorry, we were able to mix people, uh, predict people's personality up to the accuracy of, say, a coworker could predict your personality just by seeing how you respond to um, 25 musical excerpts that, that people took. Wow. Um, and so, and actually what we did was we have a place online at, um, where now 200,000 people have visited and they found out their own personality and their own levels of musical preferences and the interaction between the two um, at this website called musicaluniverse.org. And um, they've been able to kind of see the, the scientific results come to life. Um, but we've used this model, the Big Five, to really be able to understand people's uh, music psychology. And beyond just musical preferences, what we were able to find was that these five traits, and again, I'll, I'll mention openness to experience, also predicts musical ability. Um, and so musical ability also isn't random. Um, it's, we know from prior research it's in part genetic, but it's also rooted in part uh, based off of these personality traits. And um, what we found fascinating in our study was that this trait openness um, to experience was predicting how well um, people's musical talent and ability was, uh, not only for musicians, but also for non-musicians. So for those who, and this was about an hour sample, about 4,000 people who had never picked a musical instrument up at all before in their life, if they were high on this trait openness to experience, they would perform uh, quite well on different music um, musical tasks, including rhythmic ability and melodic memory. Um, so it's almost as if, well, it is as if people who are have uh, this high trade openness, even though if they never picked up a musical instrument, they could be primed for it. They could be walking down the street and, you know, should 
walk into a music shop, <laughs> shop because it may be, they may be really successful at it. Wow, this That's is smart, amazing. I'm, I literally have just sat here in silence because my mouth is just, my jaw's on the ground, basically. Um, I guess when I'm thinking of my musical ability, I did music for my leaving cert, which is kind of final year in school. Uh, it was the only subject I actually did okay in. Um, but I, like at the same time, my style of music is kind of the same. I love hip-hop music, and that's all I really listen to. So I like kind of some pop music, but mainly like Eminem or like going back, Limp Bizkit, that kind of stuff. That, mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff I'd listen to over and over and over Do again. you not listen to jazz? Like what would what would be a jazz type song though? See, I'd listen to kind of currenty music. I wouldn't go back and listen to old jazz music. I would never have said I'm a fan of jazz. That would never really be a style that I'm into. Um, I just, I love I just love hip hop. So that's it. You do just stay in hip hop. I do tend to stay in hip hop. Yeah, I don't like um, you know, kind of the Adele, the ballads, the, the right. deep stuff. I don't like any of that stuff. Emotional stuff is no. So maybe no, I'm trying no. to look at this ocean thing here now. Is but, that empathy? You're scoring, yeah, but, scoring low but, on your empathy, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, can I just say, David, I would find myself very empathetic. Like I would think I, I'd I'd suss someone out very easily, or I'd you know even if they didn't say there's something wrong with them, I'd be aware of someone not feeling well or not feeling good. But yet I don't like those types of songs. So what what does that mean? right? What does that so say? I would also, we've also found that the, there's the trait um, extroversion, um, opposite of introversion, and people who are high on extroversion tend to like uh, hip hop as well and uh, more contemporary styles of music and rap and. Um, so, and I would also assume just based off of, you know, we're talking for a few minutes that, and, and the fact that you're a radio host that you might have levels of extroversion as well. And it may be that your that extroversion is driving, uh, those preferences, uh, for, for hip hop. Um, one thing too, that I, that I found really interesting, what you said was that you said it was kind of at the end of school that, um, kind of helped form your. Um, your musical preferences, your musical taste. And there was a study very recently, well, it was years ago, of about a quarter million people and tracked their musical um, preferences over the lifespan and essentially found that um, preferences fluctuate throughout adolescence, but they become much, they do change throughout the the life course and throughout adulthood, but they become much more stable uh, than they were previously in where adolescence was um, fluctuating much more, where people are developing their taste and their identities. Wow. Right. Um, uh, Dr. Greenberg, is there any link or clear kind of indicator that shows, for want of a better word, the the worst trait to be strong in? Or the, the, so, you know, if you're high in, in neurotic, which predicts the worst musical ability, if that makes sense? The worst musical ability. So that would be, it, it's a, would be more about the the least ability of the the least of performance yeah. on, on the past. And what we found it would be the opposite of openness. So the opposite of openness is those who are um, more closed, those who are uncreative, who tend not to think outside the box, who have um, kind of an extremely more narrow uh, focus. And and that would be the if you were to make a prediction based off of um, our study, which had about 8,000 people in it, um, you would predict that those who would score low on openness would not perform as well uh, on these performance tasks. 
So the, it's, it's the term used um, in psychology is closeness. Oh, yeah, so closeness, right. So is... <laughs> Would they be into more darker stuff? Darker music and... Darker settings, like closed he- blinds, closed doors, heavy closed metal everything. and all that stuff. Interestingly, no. Oh. Um, what we found, yeah, what we found actually was interesting with, um, we found some in a separate study which wasn't looking just at the big five. We were looking at a different model, which was, it's called the empathy, empathizing, systemizing uh, theory in that model, looking at empathy and systemizing traits. And we found those who score high on systemizing, systemizing as a way of looking at the world in which you're kind of looking at the systems and the rules governing um, uh, the physical uh, reality. Uh, Males typically tend to score higher on systemizing. Those in STEM occupations score on average higher on systemizing, um, all based off of averages. But uh, so the interesting point here is that those who score higher on systemizing, they both like uh, heavy metal music as well as avant-garde classical music. Oh. Um, and that was a really interesting finding. Um, both have definitely high degrees of intensity to it. Um, both, well, at least avant-garde classical music can serve as a kind of intellectual musical puzzle puzzle to have to decipher. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, what you were saying before about um, dark music, I think some of the dark music or um, when you listen to music that's really challenging or that um, has maybe sad or darker or brooding moods, um, there's a story being told in there. Um, and um, it's, um, I, I wouldn't relate it to musical ability. In, in fact, it's kind of quite the opposite. There's um, quite a degree of musical intelligence uh, when you have those more darker brooding songs where the listener is really going in there and deeply engaging with it and trying to understand what the musical artist was trying to say and the story that's in that music. Do you know what's really funny? Now that we're talking, I rarely ever listen to the lyrics of a song. Rarely. Oh, we know that. Because I'm lucky to do this. No, <laughs> I really, I, it just goes over my head. I'm listening to the kind of upbeat, the rhythm of it, the... the melody and the yeah, tune and stuff. Yeah. More so than the lyrics. I, the lyrics could be saying anything and I, I've, on numerous occasions, got the lyrics wrong or picked up the song <laughs> completely different to what it's saying. Is that normal? It's, I find that there's a kind of a, there's a cross section. There's people who focus on the lyrics and they can recite lyrics from their early childhood verbatim, even if they haven't heard it in years and years and years. And there's other people who you could be on the dance floor with them and they're trying to repeat the lyrics that they're hearing and they're just completely off base. Uh, but they love the music that they're hearing and listening to. It's just that the lyrics are not necessarily registering to them, I think ultimately that difference is probably um, can be seen on the neurobiological level, but there hasn't been a study yet to to do that. So um, you might you might have just sprung a new uh, study into an existence. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to know about sure. this. Yeah, you can study me. <laughs> you can be the the chief uh, yeah. sample study or, or subject <laughs> in the new experiment. So uh, you're using said the big the big five or the ocean kind of personality traits, the five different ones. Um, and then you're determining musical ability from that. Now, could we generalize a little bit more and say, could you reasonably accurately predict someone's musical ability based off their profession then? So you know what I mean? You, some types of people generalizing here might go it towards, let's say, accounting or finance or into marketing or creative side. Could you kind of look at this and say, well, accountants are going to be terrible at music? It's a really interesting uh, question and uh, one that actually comes up uh, somewhat often. 
And so there is definitely an overlap and a link. Um, I would say almost more with musical preferences, that with musical preferences, you could understand a whole host of things, and including um, a prediction of what type of job somebody would go into. So again, um, on average, systemizers tend to go into STEM jobs, empathizers go into non-STEM jobs, and you know that systemizers prefer more intense music, empathizers prefer more mellow and social music. And so you can definitely... Um, make different types of estimates and links there. And, yeah. that, and that brings a whole nother, that opens up a whole nother field about well, what type of music should people be listening to when they're working to make them more productive. Oh, yeah. Do you know, do you know what I've started doing recently uh, is that, one, I don't seem to be able to sleep in silence. I have to have something on. But what i found is if I'm trying to get something done and mm. I started listening to white noise in my headphones. So it's just like this... Is that because like I told airplane. you to think of white? No. No. Oh. It just seems to zone me out when I'm listening to white noise. White noise. That's mm. such a coincidence because so I had a client today that I was speaking with and he was describing the exact same thing that um, listening to white noise and heavy rain uh, helps him to fall asleep yes. um, <laughs> rather than listening to specific music. I kid you not, it happened just a few hours ago. Wow. No way. Wow, we've got some sort of psychic link yeah. going on, man. Have you read The Secret? No, I know you don't believe that. You're a, <laughs> you're an academic scientist person. Um, no, but oh, I do. No, I, I've heard of the, I've heard of The Secret. Yeah. Uh, the um, no, because I can't. I I got a Google Home thing, and the only thing I'm using it for is okay, Google, play the sound of rain. And the, oh, my phone's off. Turn on. <laughs> Sorry. Did it actually turn on because of that? Uh, yeah. No, I, it's actually saying play the sound of rain. Um, <laughs> so. This is the sound of rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I didn't think that would come on. So this is what I listen to at night, or you know, there's a few. Oh, I can't turn it off now. <laughs> How do I t- hang on a sec? Okay, I don't Google. Turn, I don't listen to anything. I'm. Weird he type can, of person. He's trying to turn it off. I'm gonna start. Oh. He's, trying to, he's trying to turn it off. There you go. There we go. Otherwise, yeah, that's, yeah, professional radio here, live on the radio. It's Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, God, that's mad. So I'm definitely going to go and try out that musicaluniverse.org, by the way. We should definitely assess our personalities yeah, and our sure. music and see how it falls out and you haven't d- done already. Um, I know we are keeping you. It is July the 4th over there. Thank you for giving up your time today. But uh, where, apart from musicaluniverse.org, uh, Dr. Greenberg, where would you recommend people go to find out more about the work that you're doing and the research into music and personality? Um, they can visit my website at www.davidmgreenberg.com uh, um, and uh, just uh, there's going to be more articles coming out and um, they can also go to Twitter at I have a handle at, at dgreenbergphd um, where I often post um kind of very new articles that are coming out from all over the music and science world. That's fascinating. Thank you so much for analysing me. Um, <laughs> I definitely knew I was an extrovert all along, but yeah, now I definitely go. know I am. There you go, based on your music. Yeah, we can confirm. Mm. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.